Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. You're all hearing our voice, and you're all getting up this morning, and you're getting energized because today is a new day. And as we talk about this being a day of transformation, 
have you had a leap that leads to a discovery? <laughs> you know, as Glenn was talking about this morning, our battlefield of our mind, we can use this for a powerful future or we can get stuck. You know, yesterday, my son and I, I don't know how many of you have gone to the immersive uh, Van Gogh. So as we talk about crazy, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Van Gogh just for a minute here. I'm going to switch. But, you know, if you haven't had the opportunity to go to that Van Gogh, it's called an immersive Van Gogh exhibit. I highly recommend it if it comes towards your, toward your city. When we talk about taking some of the new to the present and just using your mind and your imagination to really fuel you through. I mean, my son was um, highly impressed as I introduced him to a lot of new things as he continues to grow. And it was just this art experience that I know I've never experienced before. It's, um, I believe it was like 300,000 cubic feet of, um, and they use these flawless projections and they animate Van Gogh's artwork on the walls as they're playing music to kind of bring a dramatic effect to what we're watching. And you're walking through his um, images and they highlight brushstrokes and detail and color and it's truly illuminating the mind of the genius but we also know there was another part of that mind as glenn reminded us they're all crazy um, in a good way that there was the mind of the genius that was behind that work and if you think about it from an entrepreneur or business owner perspective or even if you are feeling trapped in a nine to five you know, as you sit there in this huge room where there's moving art, there's music, it's all of these things around you that brings someone that we've never met, his life, his work in front of us. You're watching what's like to walk through many of our minds, right? You're watching the sunny landscapes and, and then the night scenes to the portraits and the still life paintings. It was amazing. And some of the popular paintings that if you um, are in art or follow any of Van Gogh's uh, work, they highlighted the potato eaters and the starry nights and the sunflowers and the bedroom and so much more. It was just absolutely amazing. So I highly suggest to when you do that immersive experience, I mean, you really are experiencing organic landscapes of his imagination. So think about your own imagination and how much you can imagine your life looking different in the future because you're still here today. So we got reminded and you create a new journey through your own brilliance and madness. As we know, Van Gogh, had he's known, right, as one of those characters that was brilliant, but he was also mad. But how many times have you felt that way? You truly, truly admit to it. <laughs> we're all up early, no matter where you are in this world. We're up where your family members are probably sleeping. You know, it's probably really quiet where you are. But do you feel brilliant at mad at times? You know, I imagine you may feel things at times, but it doesn't result in you cutting off your ear, as we know with Van Gogh, because we know he also struggled with, with mental illness. So anyway, if you if it comes to a, a city near you, highly, highly recommend it. It's astonishing in its scale. It's breathtaking. It uses your imagination. And you experience art in a completely new and unforgettable way. And I was so glad to share that experience with my, my son. But there was a couple things when I think about people much like Van Gogh. You know, we all experience discoveries on our journey and everyone has a story. And, you know, Van Gogh didn't li live that long, but we're all talking about his artwork and we're seeing him today. And he didn't have millions of followers at the time of his life. So think about how far we've come and the opportunities that you each have today as you build your business, go after your dreams, all of those things. But it was interesting, I'll, I'll just, 
wrap up my Van Gogh uh, discussion with you with a couple things that that I thought apply to us this morning. And that's, uh, it was interesting when you think about his story of how he, he grew up, he was very sensitive and he lacked confidence. And we hear a lot of times entrepreneurs lacking confidence and he was conflicted about his identity and his direction in life. Many times, you know, on your, your journey to entrepreneurship or your journey to building your business or fulfilling your dream, it's not linear. It's to me like a zigzag, just like healing, emotional and mental healing, it's a zigzag. But it's also interesting when you think about that he struggled. He struggled to find his true calling and he believed that for the longest time, I don't know if many of you know this fun fact about him, but he struggled for a long time that he thought he was meant to be a preacher. <laughs> he thought he was meant to be the preacher of the gospel. And I'm, I'm chuckling about it because when you see the story of his life in totality, but, you'll, but you also understand where he's come from to understand the context of that confusion at certain parts of his life. The context, everything makes sense in the context of your story. So it made sense in the context of Van Gogh's story that he grew up in a very religious background. So there was some confusion because of the foundation of which he came into this world as he was trying to discover his own path, but coming against people that thought he was crazy <laughs> and thought that he was not normal. And yes, he did struggle with mental illness and he did have a lot of different stories that we're talking about along the way on his journey of going to that asylum. But he was an inspiration. Right? All of you are here because there's something in your heart, there's something that's different about you, there's something that you want to leave behind, your legacy, with your children, with your work on this earth, whatever that may be. But, but regardless, he was an inspiration. Regardless of him being crazy, regardless of him living a short life, regardless of him not at the time having millions of followers and having social media and having to do all the things that we think we have to do today in order to be who we need to be. So when we think about Van Gogh in particular, it's, it's interesting that even though he garnered only a very limited time on this earth, his artistic style had substantial impact on scores of artists who followed him. So just imagine for a moment, as we talk about this moment being the only moment, we'll never get it back, that everything that you do today, everything that you say, the people that you encounter, your voice, that it's gonna have a ripple effect. You may say something, you may do something in your life, your children may watch something, and it's gonna impact a ripple effect that generations to come, that something, a seed that you planted if you really think about it, unless you're really gonna be in the history books, hundreds of years, people are not gonna know that there was a TM, that there was a Lolita, that there was an Alexander, that there was a Scott, that there was a Liza, but they may feel and experience the impact of you being here because of the seed that you were planted. Or you may not have your arts being projected on the wall like Van Gogh, but the point is that everything that we do has a ripple effect, good or bad. You know, we think about his work, it preludes the development of the expressism and the modernism schools of the 20th century. But despite his, he had an influence on modern art, as I just mentioned just yesterday, my son who is nine is learning about Van Gogh and looking at his art in a way that my son can appreciate and the movement, the music, the experientialness of it. And despite him not living to see his talent recognized, just think about that in that moment, he was mad, he was brilliant, he had mental illness, 
he upset a lot of people along the way. He lost friends. He got into fights. But he didn't live to see that his dream was fulfilled. But yet, we're talking about him today in this moment because we're learning about something that we can all benefit from. He was shy. He was highly sensitive. He was a highly sensitive boy that could have never dreamt that he would have a lasting source of inspiration for generations of artists and beyond. I'm not an artist, but I appreciate the art beyond what he could imagine. So, Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Take a moment that if you lived your life in a way that everything that you did, it was going to affect generations of people beyond your time on earth. As Brian reminded us, we don't know any of us in this room right now in this moment are going to be here later today or even tomorrow or even next week. So if we live differently and if we really believed in ourselves, going back to the quote that Glenn opened us up with, if we stop giving power, people power over our mind, how many of you are constantly looking or thinking, what does she think or have to get the validation or have to get this person's opinion? The most, the most important person's opinion is the woman or the man in the mirror. It's okay to get reinforcements, but you know who you are. So what if your transformation, I'm gonna make a shift here. <laughs> what if your transformation starts with you getting the power over your own mind so that you can start to even take leaps towards your destiny and you being so open to the possibilities and getting one of my favorite words is curious about what you discover along the way about you. What if you can't see? You know, many times when people come into therapy or come into our group therapy weekends or intensives, sometimes they can't see what they're fighting against. So what if you can't see what it's exactly that you that's been tripping you up or that you're fighting for your transformation? Well, let me start with the home base for a minute. So in this moment, I want you to wake up wherever you are, get your cup of tea or coffee. And I want you to hear what I'm saying because it might change your life. And I'm going to let you know what we as psychologists know to be true but we have to help you discover it. And that's the key, is that you have to discover it. No matter how many professionals you pay in this world, professional therapists, coaches, you have to discover it, you. You are the hero of your own story. You can kind of think of us as your, as your Yodas, right? We help you along the way. But let me start by giving you the, the tour behind the scenes or in the mind of a psychotherapist. Like for example, I've had a lot of couples this week. So when couples come into our office, we hear what, what they're saying. We hear what you are saying. And we also hear what they're not saying. And we can, listen closely, <laughs> we can predict the demise and the quality of your relationship within a very short period of time during that first meeting. So what do you think? 
in your mind, think about this. What do you think is the number one predictor that we can detect that your relationship, if there's not going to be some quick restoration, transformation of that relationship, it's going to, we can predict that there's going to be a demise at some point. The ability to communicate. Body language. Ability to communicate and body language. Okay. So we'll take about, we'll take all those things into consideration. But before I tell you, I will tell you the reason why relationship and marital therapy has a high, and I'm saying this as a, I focus on relationship trauma, but I'll tell you this as a relationship therapist, why relationship and marital therapy has a high percentage of ineffectiveness. And you're probably thinking your own reasons right now. And it's very obvious once I say this to you, but most couples wait too long are past the no return zone, which means to you that there's so much damage in the relationship that many of them or one partner will also discover one point or the other that one partner has already made up their mind about the relationship, but they'll come to therapy and say, let's see if this will work or they'll just go through the motions so that they can say to their spouse. So they'll feel less guilty when they exit the relationship to say, well, we did everything. We even went to therapy. We even went to therapy as a last resort. And I will tell you with, with those reasons, it will be an uphill battle just walking in the door because we're not magicians. <laughs> I can't do any magic tricks on the problems that you both co-created and we cannot wave our magic wand to get you both to skip down that yellow brick road as you leave our office. No, no, no. Okay, I know you're waiting to hear the number one way we can predict the demise of your relationship. I was just really wanting to give you some time to get tuned in for this very moment. The number one way we can predict the demise of your relationship is if your relationship has habitually avoided conflict. So yes, all those other things we take into consideration, we can tell when someone's contempt, you know, as we heard body language communication, all those other things. But when couples know they have issues, but they continuously avoid dealing with them, managing them, so it's not necessarily about problems or fidelity issues, because I'll tell you this, and you're probably one of them, more couples than you can imagine actually work through financial challenges and infidelity in their relationships, and they stay together. And some of them are even stronger than before because of that infidelity, because of the money problems. But when couples don't address their problems, the relationships become infected and sick. Okay, wait for it. It doesn't stop there. So listen really closely because some of you probably don't need to go to marital therapy. You just need to listen to me right in this moment. We know now that the focus on resolution of conflict has been misguided in many therapeutic settings. You know, when we look at research, listen closely, it reveals that most conflicts, 69% in relationships is perpetual. What that means to you is it has no resolution. Surprise, surprise. That's why you and your partner, you and your wife, you and your husband keep fighting about the same thing over and over and over again. You know, it's like that little mold behind the wall. There's still no resolution because it's based on lasting differences in personalities and needs. So couples can either dialogue about these perpetual issues or they can live in a state of gridlock or in a state of a painful impasse. And we'll see this many times when people will come in. So effective therapy, keyword, effective therapy needs to empathize, emphasize helping couples to manage conflicts 
like those rather than try to resolve them. So we also know what relationship skills are the right ones to build. So a couple insights for you. In happy, lasting relationships, the approach towards conflict is gentle. It's called the gentle startup. I was trained by John Gottman. So it's the gentle startup. But when you think about perhaps your own experience, when you're upset, you're, you're mad about something and you go to your spouse and you have an attitude or you immediately come out the gate accusing, coming with this negative energy, what do you think is going to happen? Or you probably know what happens because you probably do it. <laughs> but for example, partners that have a softer way to bring up issues, these are the things that make you, the, what we, what, not my term, but what John Gottman refers from the masters from the disasters. If you're a master of relationship and you have healthy relationships, which is also, by the way, going to help you be the best person you possibly be to, to live in your dream and fuel your focus on your dreams, because we do know the number one decision we ever make, especially when it comes to living our purpose is who we marry. But partners, these are the, some, some, some relationship skills. These are the right ones that you want to build. Partners have a softer way to bring up issues. They accept influence from one another. And someone wants to remember this. They have a five to one ratio of positive to negative effect. So during conflict, regardless of the type of relationship they have, either whether it's been volatile or it's conflict avoiding, they consistently communicate acceptance of one another. You know, when I'm sitting and I'm watching, especially my new couples, they're fighting to be right, or they have to one-up each other, or they have to keep proving each other's point. Remember, 69% of all conflicts in relationships are unresolvable. You're looking at a same tree, but you'll see the same thing, but you see it differently. So the more we can accept that, the more you can have some more harmony at home. And they keep their level of physical arousal low. They preempt negativity in their interactions. They repair their interactions and de-escalate if it doesn't become negative and they move gentle towards compromise. And relationships that are ailing and failing, it's either going to escalate or there's going to be a negative affect. And there's a lack of positive affect and there's a state of emotional disengagement. That's the mold behind the wall. If you don't manage those conflicts and how you are together, it'll be uh, the anchor in your goals of life or will be the engine depending on what you decide to do by managing and addressing and not be a habitual avoider of conflict of stuff you know you need to deal with but not all relationship conflict is the same some conflicts are real deal breakers right so we think about from a toxic standpoint that some relationships a partner has a hidden agenda and partners have the same arguments over and over again and each partner's position is embedded with deep personal meaning. So that compromise seems completely unthinkable. And that's where sometimes people will come into therapy as a last resort versus the first resort or as far as, far as part of a way to manage something that will be normal conf conflicts in relationship. Like, for example, think about this. This may be you. Partners can be talking about the budget. And they can get into the same argument about the budget. Oh, she's just a spender. I'm just a saver or vice versa. But instead, they miss the real issue. They need to be talking about what money means to each of them and thinking about concepts like freedom, power, love, and justice. So why should this matter to you? One of the most important decisions you will ever make in your life, and some of you already know this, right? Because we're either divorced, you're single, 
Or you're saying, oh, all men are, I never want to be in a relationship or I don't need a man. That's toxic thinking, by the way. Most people say that to me. I don't need this person. I don't need that. To me, I can see what you need to heal. But when you think about this, the most important decision, whoever, whatever you make is who you marry, have a child with or do life with. They will be that anchor to building your business, feeling your dreams, or that engine in your vehicle, helping you build that empire. This is the foundation that you build your home life, the place of peace or the place of pain. So when we choose to jump off, we choose that jump off point because we want to discover so much more, the possibilities, the opportunities. It can determine how far we leap into our next. We all have a next. And sometimes we keep getting to the same merry-go-round cycle over and over. Sometimes we got to look in the mirror and think about what am I not dealing with? What am I not addressing? What's the potential conflict in my relationship? If I have to hide my entrepreneur journeys that I want to get up early to do things, or if I want to have other things and I feel limited because she or he is telling me I need to wash the dishes. (laughs) I'm just joking about that. But many, many times when couples come in, they're arguing about things that are not even the issue. And that discovery, when we really stop and look in the mirror and think about to truly transform, I have to look at the hidden parts of my life. And it always starts to me with the home base. It's going to be your jump off point. And that discovery can be that we're sleepwalking, we're sleepwalking and we're in, in denial of the things that we need to deal with because it could be that invisible force that pulls you back each time you take that leap. So before I turn it over to my dear friend, TM, I want to tell you that this is an opportunity for you to bring your relationship to the next level. And if you're not in a relationship and you desire to be in one in the future, you want to start, and if you're dating, you want to start fights while you're dating so you can see how they handle conflict. Did I get your attention? I'm just joking. <laughs> but in the book, Curious, um, there's the, in the book, Curious, the desire to know and why your future depends on it. Ian Leslie, he writes, curiosity is unruly. It doesn't like rules, or at least it assumes that all rules are provisional subjects to the laceration of a small question nobody has yet thought to ask. It disdains the approved pathways, preferring diversive, unplanned excursions, impulsive left turns, and short curiosities deviant. We're not going to meet that place until we take that leap. So this is exactly what you need to transform and take those necessary leaps so that it can lead you to the greatest life discovery. That curiosity is so vital to your process. So with that, my friends, in order for you to transform and take that leap and discover essentially the greatest you, we gotta start dealing so that we can heal, so that we can be. Well, good morning, friends. This is Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.